the twenty-first adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf how creamhild journeyed to the huns let the envoys ride and list rather while we tell you how the queen journeyed through the land and where giselher and gernot parted from her they had served her well as honour bade them they rode as far as the danube at bergen then they took their leave that they might return to the rhine among friends so good this could not be done without weeping bold giselher said to his sister if thou hast need of me at any time sister or standest in any peril let me know it and i will ride to thy succour into etzel's land she kissed all her kinsmen on the mouth and on friendly wise the bold burgundians took leave of rudiger's men with the queen went many fair maidens an hundred and four richly clad in gay and costly stuffs and they that followed creamhill bare broad shields enow then folker the goodly knight turned back also when they were come over the danube into bavaria the news was noised abroad that unknown guests were advancing where a cloister still standeth, and the inn floweth into the Danube, a bishop dwelled in the town of Passau. The houses were emptied of the folk, and also the prince's palace, and they hasted to meet the strangers in Bavaria, where Bishop Pilgerin found fair Creamhild. The knights of the country were not sorry when they saw so many beautiful maidens following her, and they wooed the hero's daughters with their eyes. Good lodging was given to the strangers and they rested at Pledelingen. The folk rode from all quarters toward them, and they got freely all they needed. Both there and elsewhere they took it, nor lost honour thereby. The bishop rode with his niece to Passau, when the burghers of the town got word that Kriemhild, the child of their prince's sister, came thither, she was received with great worship by the merchants. The bishop thought she would tarry there, but Eckewart said, It cannot be for we must down into Rudiger's land. Many knights await us that know of our coming. Fair Gotelind also had heard the news. She and her high-born child made them ready in haste, for Rudiger had bidden her cheer the queen by riding to meet her with all his men, as far as the ends. This was no sooner done than the roads were thronged with folk riding and running afoot to meet the guests. The queen was now come to Efferding there many a bavarian robber had gladly plundered them on the road as their custom is and had easily done them a hurt but noble rudiger had guarded against this he had with him a thousand knights or more rudiger's wife gotelin too was come thither and with her many bold warriors when they had crossed the trounet ends they found booths and tents pitched for them on the plain where they were to sleep rudiger took all the charges on himself Gotelin set out from her quarters, and many horses with jingling bridles took the road. It was a fair welcome, and done for Rudiger's sake. The knights from both sides pricked gallantly to the greeting, and showed their horsemanship in the presence of the maidens, that saw it gladly enow. When Rudiger's men rode up to the strangers, many a splinter flew into the air from the hands of the heroes, that tilted on knightly wise. They rode to win praise from the women when the tourney was ended the men greeted each other and fair gotelind was led to creamhild there was little rest for any skilled to wait upon women the margrave rode to meet his wife 
that was not sorry to see him come back safe from the rhine in her joy she forgot her long dole when she had welcomed him he bade her alight on the grass with her attendants the knights hasted to serve them when kriemhild saw the margravine standing with her train she went no further but stayed her horse and bade them lift her quickly from the saddle the bishop led his sister's child he and Eckewart, to gotelind and all that stood in the way fell back then the stranger kissed the margravine on the mouth and rudiger's wife said sweetly well for me dear lady that i have seen with mine eyes thy fair body here in this land not so welcome hath for long befallen me god reward thee noble gotelind answered kriemhild if i be spared alive to live with botlung's child it may indeed be well for thee that thou hast seen me neither of them knew that which was to be the maidens attended by the knights advanced and greeted each other courteously then they sat down on the clover and many that had been strangers became acquainted they bade pour out wine for the women and seeing it was already noon they rested there no longer but rode till they came to broad pavilions where they were well served they stayed there the night through till the early morning the folk of bechlarn had not failed to make them ready for the many worshipful guests and rudiger had so ordered it that these wanted for little the windows in the walls were thrown wide the castle of bechlarn stood open and the welcome guests rode in the noble host bade provide good lodging for them all rudiger's daughter advanced with her attendants and received the queen right sweetly and her mother the margravine was there also many a maiden was lovingly greeted they took hands and went together into a wide and goodly hall below which flowed the danube there they sat merrily and the breeze blew upon them what they did further i cannot say kriemhild's knights were heard mourning that they must away so soon it irked them sore ha what good warriors rode with them from bechlaren rudiger did them right loving service the queen gave gotelin's daughter twelve red armlets and thereto goodly raiment of the best that she had brought with her into etzel's land albeit she was bereft of the nibelung gold she won to her all that saw her with the small store that remained to her goodly were the gifts she bestowed on the followers of the host in return the lady gotelin did the guests from the rhine such honour that it had been hard to find any among them without jewels or rich apparel from her hand when they had eaten it was time to be gone the hostess commended her true service to etzel's wife who from her side embraced the fair margravine lovingly and the maiden said to the queen well i know if it seemed good to thee that my father would gladly send me into the land of the huns to be with thee kriemhild found her true indeed the horses stood ready before bechlaren the noble queen had taken leave of rudiger's wife and daughter and with many a sweet farewell the maidens parted seldom did they meet again the folk of Medelic brought out in their hands rich golden vessels and offered them full of wine to the guests on the road and bade them welcome the host of the place hight astolt that showed them the way into austria by mautern down below on the danube and here again the great queen was paid much worship at that point the bishop parted lovingly from his niece after that he prayed earnestly that she might prosper 
and win herself honour even as helca had done ha what fame was hers after among the huns so the strangers fared on to the tracem diligently waited on by rudiger's men till that the huns were seen riding across the land mickle worship was done there to the queen fast by the tracem the king of the huns had a goodly castle and a famous called tracenmauer there helca had dwelled and ruled more mildly than any hath done since save kriemhild who likewise gave freely of her goods well might she live happily after her mourning and win praise from etzel's men the which the heroes soon gave her to the full so famed was etzel's rule that the boldest knights ever heard of among christians or heathens drew ceaselessly to his court and all these were come with him one saw there what one never sees now christian and heathen together how so divers their beliefs were the king gave with such free hand that all had plenty end of the twenty-first adventure